and welcome to the Mayberry Bible Study Podcast. Tonight's episode, we're going to be focusing on episode number 92 of the Andy Griffith Show called A Wife for Andy. <laughs> That's a great episode. Uh, for those who don't know, the Mayberry Bible Study is based on a Mayberry Bible Study originated by Joey Fan back in 1998. We're going to be exploring the characters of the Andy Griffith Show and how they behave. And does their behavior reflect poorly or positively from a Christian perspective on the other characters or on their character? You know, how does their behavior reflect what we should do as Christians? Podcast is going to focus on the 16 public domain episodes of the Andy Griffith Show so that we can play the audio during the podcast and not break any copyright laws because, you know, as a Bible study, we certainly don't want to do that. <laughs> that would be, that would not be good. So we'll be focusing on the 16 public domain episodes, and I hope you'll join us and enjoy yourself as we go through a Bible study about our favorite show, The Andy Griffith Show. <laughs> I don't remember, did I tell you I'm your host, Alan Newsom for the Mayberry Podcast. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you're going to enjoy just this visit into Mayberry. Now, the way the podcast works and the Bible study works is we're first going to listen to an entire episode of The Andy Griffith Show. And then we're going to explore using a handout, which will be available for download. You'll be able to download it directly from the website where you can hear this podcast from, MaybearyBibleStudyPodcast.com. You go there for this episode title, which would be called A Wife for Andy. And you can download the handout that is our lesson plan. So you'll be able to get it right there and follow along as we do this after we listen to an episode. So tonight, let's get on into it. We're going to be listening to A Wife for Andy. Now, if you don't remember, this is when Barney tries to push Andy into marrying uh, somebody by portray- portraying or parading <laughs> a bunch of ladies of Mayberry right there in front of Andy. You know, brings them over to his house and does all that stuff. You know, when it seems to fail, Barney sets him up on a blind date with Opie's teacher, Miss Crump, Helen, Helen Crump. So hopefully that gets you ready to go, and I hope you're excited about listening to it. So let's get right into it. So here is A Wife for Andy. The Andy Griffith Show, starring Andy Griffith, with Ronnie Howard, also starring Don Knotts. We join Andy in the courthouse, sitting behind his desk, working on some papers. Opie walks in the door, and he's filthy. Opie? What in the world happened? Who did that to you? Matt Merlis. He's my best friend. I hate to think what he'd do if he's your enemy. You're a sight. You better get home let Aunt B clean you up and fix your britches. She ain't home. Miss Clara's sick, and she went over to help out. Oh. I better do something. Come on. I suppose you tell me how you got yourself all messed up like that. Look there. You gonna put that stuff on that stings? Mm. Just antiseptic's all. There we are. Yeah, there we are. Oh! I ain't touched you yet. What happens if you don't put it on? Will I die? No, but your knee might get infected, and then you'd have to go with Doc Harvey's and get a shot. 
I'll take the antiseptic. <laughs> Andy? Back here, Barn. Now, suppose you tell me what happened. Some of us got into a little rough house on the playground. A fight? No, it was just wrestling, having fun. You young and sure have fun the hard way, don't you? <laughs> there you are. Thanks, Pa. No, wait a minute. Blow. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> All right. Now, suppose you go on home and get that wash rag you hate so much and get cleaned up. Okay, Pa. Okay, come on. Pa? What? You got to come to school and see my teacher. How's that? Miss Crump saw us all scrambling around on the playground, and she said she wanted to see the mothers of all the boys it was fighting. So, Pa, I guess you're going to have to go for me. All right, I'll try to get over there sometime tomorrow. Young'uns, 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 young'uns. Barney's looking at Andy as he works at his desk. Andy realizes Barney's watching him. Slowly looks over to Barney. What are you going to talk to me about? Trouble between you and Thelma Lou? Barney shakes his well, head. What are you going to talk to me about? You. Me? Well, what are you going to talk to me about? How long do you think you can do it? Do what? How long do you think you can be father and mother to that boy? Now, Andy, you owe it to Opie, and just as important, if not more so, you owe it to yourself. You ain't gonna start that again, are you? Start up on what again? Start talking about why don't I get married, because I don't want to talk about that. Okay. You don't want to talk about it? We won't talk about it. I'd appreciate it. You know what they say about a man that keeps putting off getting married. <laughs> they say he starts getting irritable. Yeah, that's what they say. Especially a man that's been married once before. He knows he's going to have to take the plunge again someday, but he keeps putting it off. And the more he keeps putting it off, the more desperate he gets, and the more desperate he gets, the more irritable he gets, and the more... Will you shut up? There, you see how irritable you are? It proves my point. It, it proves you're worrying me to death while I'm trying to work. That's what it proves. You want me to tell you? I'll tell you. I ain't found the woman I want to marry yet. I ain't putting it off. I miss being married. Sometimes I get to feeling downright lonesome. I miss going home to a wife. But then you see, getting married means you found the woman you want to settle down with, and I ain't found her yet. But when I do, you'll be the first to know, okay? Do you mean to tell me that in all of Mayberry, there ain't one woman for you? I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. She might very well be here. I just ain't found her yet. But till I do, the subject is closed, right? Oh, closed tight, buddy. Good. As long as I made my point with you, the subject is closed and put away. That's fine. 
Do you know what my point was? Is you owe it to yourself. And you know, Barney! Oh! <laughs> All right. Let's see. Well, I'm going now. I won't be long. I'm just bringing Clara something over for supper. You know that poor dear can hardly get around. Well, what's the matter with her anyway? Well, she spilled some bacon grease behind the stove and she was afraid it would attract ants. So she tried to lift the stove to clean it up and now she's walking crooked. Oh. <laughs> well, you give her my best. I will. Opie, one story and up to bed. Okay, A.B.? <clears throat> Miss Claire gets ants. Tell her not to kill them. I'll bring them home and make an ant for them. Oh, no, you won't. <laughs> Good night. All right, now, we'll put story let be. The Headless Horseman. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Legend of Sleepy Hollow. All right, there we are. You ought to know this in my heart by now. <clears throat> it was the very witching time of night that Ichabod, heavy-hearted and crestfallen, pursued his travel homewards along the sides of the lofty hills which rise above Tarrytown and which he had traversed so cheerily in the afternoon. Wonder who that is. Don't lose the place. Hello, Andy. Well, hi, Amanda. How are you? I haven't seen you in a long time. Well, it has been some time. <laughs> what brings you out this way? I got a message saying I was to meet Thelma Lou here. Isn't she here? Uh, no, she's not. But if, if she said for you to meet her out here, I expect she'll be along. Won't you come on in? I hope I'm not interrupting anything. Uh, no, I was just uh, reading up your story. Oh, please don't let me stop you. I'll just sit right over here. You go right ahead. All right, you, you just excuse us. Uh, it was the very witching time of night that Ichabod, heavy-hearted and crestfallen, yeah, pursued his <laughs> Along the sides of the lofty hills which rise above Tarrytown and which he had traversed so cheerily in the afternoon. Oh, maybe that's Thelma Lou now. Hi, Andy. Well, hi, Lavinia. This is a surprise. How have you been? Fine. I'm supposed to meet Thelma Lou here. Oh. Well, <clears throat> Amanda's here waiting for her, too. Won't you come in? She is? Well, hi, Amanda. Hi, Lavinia. Oh, come sit down. <laughs> now, Andy, you just read your story, and we'll talk very quietly and try not to disturb you. E excuse me, us. How Pursued his travels homewards along the sides of the lofty hills which rise above Tarrytown and which he had traversed so cheerily in the afternoon. Hi, Rosemary Blanche. Hello. We're here to You're meet here to meet uh, Thelma Lou. Won't you come on in? There's some others waiting for her. Oh, hi, Lavinia. Oh, it grows good. I haven't seen you in your aches like this. I was dying. Ladies, if, uh, if you all will, 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 will excuse us, I was just reading my, my boy a story. She just makes it home. Oh, is there? And they don't have one. How come Thelma Lou asked all them girls to meet her here? I don't know. Maybe they're, maybe they're painting over at her house, and that makes a mess, and so she just invited them over here. <coughs> it was the very witching time of night that Ichabod... 
Maybe we better read this story another time. They're starting to pile up now. You go on up to bed, and I'll be up after a while. Okay, Paul. Night. Night. No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't either. No, he's not a likable guy. He is not likable. Evening, ladies. If you're here to meet Thelma Lou, come right on in. As Andy stands at the door, the ladies just continue to walk in. See anything you like? You don't mean to tell me you sent them girls See, this here. way you get to see them all at once. You check off what you like, and if you don't see anything you like, we send in another batch tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to them out there. Just think, one of them might be the next Mrs. Andy Taylor. Right behind that door. Don't that excite you? Get them girls out of here. What's wrong? Get them girls out of here. Well, what's the matter? They don't know why they're here. You just look them over and you say, this one is out, this one's a maybe, this one's good. Get them girls out of here. Okay. Uh, you're right, yeah. yeah. I see what you mean. You, you see too many one time, you get confused. I'm going to run out. Barney, why are you doing all this for me? Why? <laughs> you crazy guy. Even asking such a thing. Because I'm your best friend, I want to make you happy. <laughs> All right, girls. 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 Now, girls, you're probably wondering why you're all asked here this evening. Well, I asked you here on behalf of Thelma Lou, who is going to speak to you on a subject of interest to you all. But now, Thelma Lou can't make it, so the meeting has been postponed. Now, I'll let you know the time and the place of the next meeting, and in the meantime, thanks a lot for this swell turnout. What turnout? What did we turn out for? You sure you don't see one of these girls you like? They're all handpicked, you know. Barney. <laughs> oh, well, it's kind of a waste. Just a big mystery, the whole thing. <clears throat> well, the search goes on. <laughs> Barney walks out the front door and he closes it behind him. We join Barney and Thelma Lou on the streets of Mayberry as Barney opens the squad car door for Thelma Lou. Who's that? Lorraine Beasley. 
Lorraine Beasley? <laughs> well, she might be a little young for Andy, but she's a possible. You're not really serious about this, are you? Well, of course I am. But making up a list of girls that might be right for Andy, it's just... It's just what? Well, you don't find a wife that way. That's what you do when you're trying to organize a girls' softball team. <laughs> These are only suggestions, is all. Why not leave that to him? Because he wouldn't do nothing about it. Thelma Lou, Andy's a lonely man. Hi, Annabelle. Annabelle who? She's married. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, boys are going to Rough House. I just don't want them to get the Andy and Helen are walking down well, the street together in Barney's season. Well, trouble for a while, anyway. Of course. Well, she's the most logical candidate of all. Opie's teacher. What? What are you looking at? Maybe the future Mrs. Andy Taylor is all. And you and I are going to help it along, sweetie. The first thing we do is plan a little dinner. Well, thank you, Thelma Lou. That's nice of you. About seven? Fine, I'll be there. <laughs> Much obliged. <laughs> That's nice of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute. What do you know about this? Huh? Thelma Lou inviting me to dinner. What's the occasion? Uh, no occasion. She, she was just saying the other day how she ain't had you to dinner in a long time. <laughs> Thelma Lou ain't ever had me to dinner. Well, there you are. <laughs> it has been a long time. <laughs> Oh, come in. Thelma, Andy Lou's here. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Oh, me? Nothing. I'm just glad to see you. <laughs> Must be. You're still shaking my hand. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, come on in. <laughs> I believe you two know each other. <laughs> Good evening. <clears throat> well. This is a surprise. Yeah, it is a surprise, isn't it? That's what I thought you'd say, that it was a surprise. Hi, Andy. Oh, hi. Thelma Lou, you know what Andy said when he saw Miss Crump sitting there? He said it was a surprise. Oh, really? Yeah, he just walked in, took one look, and... How'd you say that, Andy? Say it for Thelma Lou. I just said that it was a surprise. That's just the way he said it. You were surprised, weren't you? Yeah, but I'm not anymore. <laughs> you know, I hardly recognized you without your uniform. Yeah, he does look different, don't he? I think he looks taller. Don't you, Thelma Lou? Don't you think Andy looks taller when he ain't in his uniform? Come on, boy. Well, you do. You look taller. Miss Crump, why don't you just stand up there alongside uh, Andy and see if you don't look taller? Uh, Barn, Go on. Uh, Go on, just stand there alongside of him. <laughs> there, you see. I believe you're right. They look great together, just great. Well, I hope you aren't all starved. Dinner won't be for a little while yet. Well, what's the hurry? We want to talk a little while anyway, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we just sit down? Yeah. Come on, just have a seat. There we go. Dinner certainly does smell wonderful, whatever it is. Oh, it's just leg of lamb. 
Leg of lamb. Good, good. That's my favorite dish. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, Miss Crump? That's Andy's favorite dish. <laughs> Son of a gun, ever since I can remember, it's been his favorite dish. <laughs> I bet you cook a mean leg of lamb yourself, don't you? Goodness, no. I wouldn't even know where to start. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, really. You mean you don't know how to cook leg of lamb? Uh, Andy's favorite dish? No, as a matter of fact, I'm a terrible cook. <laughs> You're just saying that. You're being modest. <laughs> oh, Barney, Miss Crump's so busy teaching all day, she don't have time to fool with cooking. Oh, yeah, I suppose that's true. <laughs> but then someday when you settle down, I mean, when you get married or something like that, well, you'll probably start to cook, and then you'll just make a terrific leg of lamb. <laughs> Andy's favorite dish. I really doubt it. Well, holy cats, while you feed your husband. I mean, if you, if you get married or something. Well, I suppose you'll just have to settle for frozen dinners. You're kidding. Well, what's wrong with frozen dinners, Bach? They're good. I like them. No, you don't. <laughs> if you're going to be home all day, well, then you'll have lots of time. Ah, but I won't be home all day. I'll still be teaching, I hope. You mean you're not going to give up your job when you get married? Well, I hope not. I enjoy teaching. Well, women don't do that anymore, Barn. This is the 20th century. I know what century it is. Well, <laughs> don't you think we'd better start getting that dinner on? I don't think it's ready yet, Barney. Well, let's just check on that. Uh, excuse us. <laughs> <laughs> sooner we get this over with, the better. Barney, why? Because I made a mistake, that's why. This dame ain't for Andy, now we cross her off our list. But why? Because she can't cook, she can't do nothing. Barney. Now she's out, O-U-T out. Now get the dinner up. But I don't think it's ready yet. Ready or not, let's get it over with and get on to the next one. <laughs> okay, folks, dinner. <laughs> next morning in the courthouse, Barney's waiting on Andy as he enters Andy, the door. Listen. I just Wait want... a minute. Thanks, buddy. Huh? For last night. I really enjoyed it. Helen's one of the nicest girls I ever met. Helen? Miss Crump. It's Helen? Yeah. After Thelma Lou's, I walked her home, got better acquainted. Nice girl. And I owe it all to you. Helen? Yeah. She's not for you, Andy. <laughs> what? She's not for you. Now, just forget it. Forget last night. What are you talking about? Last night was the first of many experiments. Now, it failed, so just forget it. Well, why should I? I like her. No, you don't. No, just forget it. <laughs> what I do? She's pleasant. She's interesting. I enjoy her company. Andy, I forbid you to see that girl again. <laughs> are you out of your mind? I got a date for tonight. She's coming to dinner. Andy! Forget it. <laughs> Andy goes to the door of the Taylor home. Hello, Andy. Hi, Amanda. Don't tell me that Well, don't... here we go again. I got a call saying to meet Thelma Lou here. She get here yet? Uh, no. Now, don't you let me interrupt anything. You just go right ahead with whatever you were doing. Well, all right. <laughs> Hi, Andy. Thelma Lou here yet? Uh, Lavinia, I don't, I don't think that, that Thelma Lou actually meant... I know. <laughs> What's this all about? 
I'm sorry, Andy, but I had to do it. Now, you'll thank me for it someday. I know it was a rotten thing to do, but I had to do it. What? Has Miss Crump been here and took off? No. Oh. Well, when she does get here and sees all them girls, she will. She'll get the idea you got a lot of girlfriends and she'll leave. You do have a dinner date this evening. Yeah. I'm going to pick her up at her house and take her to Mount Pilot for Chinese. <laughs> you want to come in here? Girls, 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 you want to quiet down, girls. Girls, girls, you want to quiet down. Uh, you're, you're probably all wondering why you was asked here this evening. We sure are. Well, uh, I, uh, I don't have any idea. But Deputy Fife, who called you, might. Tell him, Barn. <laughs> what is this, Barney? Yes, it's the second time. Listen, you should tell us. Girls, girls, just a minute, girls. Uh, have you girls ever thought of starting a softball team? <laughs> Andy's typing at the courthouse desk, and Barney walks in the door. Andy? Barney? Uh, Andy? Barney? <laughs> uh, I've got something I want to say, and uh, I want you to hear me out. I've been meddling too much in your personal affairs. Oh, no, I... Please, please, no, I, I've been meddling too much in your personal affairs, and well, the time's come for me to stop it. After all, you're a grown man, and certainly don't need the likes of me to advise you or to guide you or tell you who to go with or who not to go with. And it's your life and yours to do whatever you please with it. Now, whoever you want to marry... Well, that's your own business, and I just ain't going to interfere. And that's what I had to say. Well, I, I appreciate that, Barn. And I'm glad you feel that way. Because I've got something I want to tell you, too. I've decided I'm going to court Miss Crump. Miss Crump? Are you kidding, Andy? Well, she can't even cook a leg of lamb. She said herself she's a terrible cook. Andy walks out the back of the courthouse with Barney chasing after him. <laughs> Man, Barney chased Andy all the way out of the courthouse doors, out the back of the door. Uh, before we get started, let's say a quick prayer about this. So, Father, we just ask that you'd just be with us now as we look into the things we heard on the Andy Griffith Show. And just, Lord, uh, let them teach us something from your word as we see what they did or hear what they did. And then go forward and learn from how we should behave. Amen. All right. So let's get into the meat of this. So, uh, you know, obviously Barney's trying to fix Andy up. You know, why was Barney so intent on getting Andy remarried. You know, Barney had never been married, so why was he so intent on doing that for? What what was his reason? 
Well, you remember Barney actually said at one point in there that uh, Andy owed it to Opie and to himself to get remarried and have a have a mother for Opie and a wife for himself because he had been happy. So I don't think Barney's motives were bad. They they weren't bad motives. But uh, if we look at it and see why, why had Andy waited so long? What did he say? Remember, he said, you know, that he hadn't found the right woman yet. So, of course, that's what triggered the whole doggone thing, Mr. Fix-It, as Andy might have said to Barney. But that's what triggered it, because Andy hadn't found the right woman yet. Now, throughout all this, I think Barney originally had some uh, good intentions. But let's just see here. Uh, what would you call Barney in this case? A busybody, perhaps, you know, because he's trying to meddle with somebody else's lives. Let's see what the Bible has to say about some of this. In First Timothy five thirteen through 15, it says, At the same time, they also learned to be idle, going from house to house. They're not only idle, but they are also gossips and busybodies, saying things they shouldn't say. Therefore, I want younger women to marry, have children, manage their households, and give the adversary no opportunity to accuse us. For some have already turned away to follow Satan. Now, what he's talking about there in the Bible, First Timothy, you know, they're, they're gossips. Those kind of gossiping, meddlesomeness, those kind of activities, they don't really help anybody. That that's bad for you. It causes people to have problems and to go away. You know, they turn to other things. So they want to keep you busy. You need to be busy, busy hands, busy heart. So if you're married, it would help you. I believe on one episode of the Andy Griffith Show, I remember Barney had complained about something, and Floyd said, well, you know, if he were married, those little things like that wouldn't bother him. <laughs> that goes right along with this passage from First Timothy. Now, gossip doesn't benefit anyone, as I just said. In Proverbs eleven thirteen, a gossip goes around revealing secrets, but a, but un, a untrustworthy person, I'm sorry, but a trustworthy person keeps a confidence. So a gossip goes around revealing secrets, but a trustworthy person keeps a confidence. Well, which do we want to be? We want to be busybodies? Like Barney, he's trying to get Andy married. Now, his, again, his motives may not have been bad. They weren't bad. They were trying to help Andy and Opie, but he was being very meddlesome. He was trying to really impact Andy's life there. Uh, Proverbs also goes on to say in the 18, 6 through 8, it says, A fool's lips lead to strife, and his mouth provokes a beating. A fool's mouth is his devastation, and his lips are a trap for his life. A gossip's words are like choice, choice food. That goes down one's innermost beings. Wow, that part deep. Of course, we are talking about the Bible, but a gossip's words are like choice food that goes down into one's innermost beings. So, folks, basically, we don't want to be gossiping. Now, was Barney gossiping during this episode where he was trying to get a family or wife for Andy? Uh, kind of, but not not totally. I won't say he was totally. But he was definitely being a busybody. And what this, what we're warning about here is about gossip. We want to make sure we're not doing gossip and, and meddling in people's lives. Because a lot of times that's what gossip turns out to be. You're meddling. You're telling stories. You're, 
you're sharing things that really are none of your business. You shouldn't be talking about them. And the Bible definitely warns us against that. Now, Andy, on the other hand, let's see where Andy was. You know, why did he wait so long? We already talked about it's because he hadn't found the right woman. So let's let's read some verses here that relate to Andy about his being patient. So in Romans uh, eight twenty five, it says, "But if we have hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with patience. But if we have hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with patience." And that was what Andy was doing. And James one two through three, it says, "Consider it with great joy, my brothers." Whenever you experience various trials, knowing that testing of your faith produces endurance. So wasn't that where Andy was? He had been, you know, Opie by this time, what was he? Probably eight, eight years old, maybe. He's seven or eight years old at least, maybe nine. And at least those years, Andy had not had a wife. He had been raising Opie alone. He had Aunt B. And I'm sure Andy would love to get remarried. He was, I don't think he was opposed to that. He'd love to have a mother for Opie and a wife for himself. But as he said, you know, I just haven't found the right woman yet. So that Andy was sitting back and waiting. Uh, Nothing worthwhile is easy. Let's go ahead and read. uh, We got Romans five, uh, three through five. It says, and not only that, but we also rejoice with our afflictions because we know that affliction, I'm sorry. And not only that, but we also rejoice with our afflictions because we know affliction produces endurance. Endurance produces proven character and proven character produces hope. This hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Who has given us, or is given to us? Who was given to us in Romans? So, you know, nothing worthwhile is easy. You know, handling troubles properly, all those kind of things we have got to do. Uh, Romans twelve twelve says, "Rejoice in hope and be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer." Proverbs uh, thirteen twenty says, "The one who walks with the wise will become wise." But companions of fools will suffer harm. So we really have got to sit back and wait on God. We can't just go out there just because we want to and find the woman of our dreams or the man of our dreams, our, our companion through life. And so many other things in life are like that, too, not just marriage. That's just a great big decision I think a lot of people make uh, is being married. But we definitely need to go out and be patient. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I know that have waited, you know, to get married until they're a little older and finally go, you know, if it's God's will, I don't get married. I'm just not going to get married. I'm done. I'll be single. And then within a week or a month, they find the person they end up marrying. It's it's amazing. And I think God rewards us for being patient and waiting on him to do those things. So, uh, okay, Barney, what are some of the some possible things that he that might be acceptable uh, for Barney to help with for Andy, you know, to help Andy with, you know, what are some things he could, you know, in this case, Andy was, or Barney was trying to help Andy find him a wife. Well, you know, I don't think that's terrible. You know, if you're, 
if you're wanting to try to help your friends find a good mate, a good uh, match for them so that they can have a happy life, you know, that's that's not terrible. Barney was trying to do a good thing, but he did it in a Barney way. <laughs> we don't want to be that. We don't want to be Barney. We don't want to be in that mode where we're the uh, the friend who's a little bit more pushy than we need to be, maybe. We're getting women to come over to his house. I don't think that was a good thing at all. <laughs> but that was Barney. Our friend Barney. Wow. So, but what could he do? Well, you know, he could help Andy meet people. He could, he could point out ladies that Andy might like. There's nothing wrong with that. At least I don't think there is. Maybe you guys got a different opinion. You can call in or write in at the podcast website at the Mayberry Bible Study Podcast.com and you can leave your comments about what I'm saying or what you think, or maybe you've got some really good guidance and, uh, and insight about what Andy might have done or Barney might have done. But what are some possible things that might be acceptable for Barney to help Andy with? You know, a lot of things. He's a friend. Friends are supposed to help one another. All right. Why why did Thelma Lou get involved with Barney's plan? You know, (laughs) Thelma Lou wasn't very interested in it. She was actually the one, if you'll remember, when they came out, and we're on the street, and Barney was opening the door to the squad car. Uh, Thelma Lou, uh, ladies were walking by on the street, and uh, Barney said, who's that? And Thelma Lou would tell him. And she told him, she said, Barney, that's that's not the way you pick a wife. That's the way you put together a girl's softball team or something. <laughs> so was Thelma Lou, was she really, you know, excited about helping do this? You know, or was she really against it? You know, she didn't attend the meetings, the meetings at Andy's house, both at the beginning of the episode and then there at the end. Uh, Thelma Lou wasn't there. You know, Barney said all the ladies came to see Thelma Lou, but she didn't come. She didn't she didn't get involved in that part of this aspect of, of Barney's plans. Thank goodness. Thelma Lou. Good job, Thelma Lou. So not joining Barney in his his schemes you know how do you think getting all those ladies over at Andy's house how did that affect them you know how did uh, you know there's a dozen women in there they're single how are they affected by Barney's meddling well you know they were inconvenienced obviously they came over to Andy's house expecting to meet with them Lou for some reason so how, how did that impact them I mean well, if they figured out what was going on, obviously it would have it would have definitely bothered them. Uh, let's go back and think about some busybodies because that's what Barney was being biting, you know, twelve, thirteen women over to Andy's house. Definitely kind of a busybody situation. So Proverbs sixteen uh, twenty seven through twenty nine says, "A worthless man digs up evil." I'm not saying Barney's worthless. A worthless man digs up evil. And his speech is like a scorching fire. A contrary man spreads conflict, and a gossip separates close friends. A violent man lures his neighbor, leading him in a way that is not good. So is Barney kind of doing that? You know, he's luring these ladies over to Andy's house. Now, probably no harm came. This was not a terrible, horrible thing. It would have been embarrassing. It would have been... uh, unseemly you know 
just like, wow, I can't believe you're portray, uh, parading us around like prize hens that Andy just gets to pick from. But, you know, the Bible tells us there about busybodies stirring up trouble. Wow, a worthless man digs up evil and his speech is like a scorching fire. A contrary man spreads conflict. Wow, how many people you know like that? I hope I'm not like that. If I am, please remind me. I don't want to be like Barney. I don't want to be contrary. I don't want to be the guy that's always over there complaining. I don't want to be that guy. A violent man lures his neighbor, leading him in a way that is not good. Again, angry people, hurting people, people that are having problems. We need to be looking out for those folks, especially as Christians. We need to be looking out for them to try to help them, not be mad at them. You can be frustrated with them. But not mad. We want to be helping them. That's our job. We want to help these people. Because a lot of times they're they're frustrated. They're contrary. They're upset for some reason. That's because they're just not happy. You know, in this case, Barney, he wasn't married. But he felt like Andy wasn't happy. So because he felt that way, he was pushing Andy to get married and getting all these ladies over at his house. I just can't I can't imagine that. Oh, uh, when Helen ended up over at Andy's house, or not Andy's house, Thelma Lou's house, because she was, and Andy came in, you know, Barney met Andy at the door wearing his salt and pepper suit, and Andy was in his suit, and Andy walked into the living room, and surprise, there was Helen Crump sitting right there on the couch, Opie's teacher. Well, you know, how did Helen react to the pairing? Very cordially. She didn't seem shocked by it. You know, she wasn't, she was, she was happy. I mean, she wasn't unhappy about it, but she was uncomfortable. Have you ever been on a blind date? I don't think I ever have, but that's uncomfortable, especially if you didn't even know it was going to happen. I can't even imagine that. Wow. But Andy on the spot and Helen, but they handled it wonderfully. You know, even though Barney decided they weren't meant for each other, you know, (laughs) Why, why didn't she answer Barney's questions in the way that he obviously wanted her to? You know, he was asking her about cooking. She said she can't cook. Her husband's going to have to eat um, TV dinners. And Barney's like, you're kidding. <laughs> oh, and not only that, he ended up dragging, you know, Thelma Lou back in the back saying, get supper ready. Let's get this one out of here. This one's obviously, this dame is definitely not for Andy. So he had to get rid of her. So why didn't you answer Barney's questions the way he wanted her to? Well, she was going to keep working even after she got married. And back in that time, especially back in the 50s and 60s, ladies tended to quit work and stayed home and took care of the family and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I realize that's a kind of an old-fashioned idea, but uh, we've been lucky enough, my wife and I, that she was able to do that. Now, she... She works some now. She works part-time because she wanted to and get back out and do things, you know, after Adam grew up a little bit. But that was definitely a perception at the time that that was going to happen, that you were going to quit work and stay home with the kids and take care of the house and all that kind of stuff. So Barney could not believe that Helen was going to keep working. It was just the wrong answer. Wrong, wrong, wrong. (laughs) So he went on. Oh, 
should he have better things to worry about? Let's see here. If, uh, Proverbs uh, 23. Yeah, Proverbs 20, verse 3. It is honorable for a man to resolve a dispute, but any fool can get himself into a quarrel. Should they have better things to worry about? Yeah. Should he have better things to worry about whether Helen was going to stay home after Andy or he got married or she got married? Well, yeah. There's a lot of things that are more important than that, right? I mean, uh, do they get along? Are they happy together? Uh, Do they have qualities about one another that build each other up or support the other one where they're weak? Those there's so many other things that are important. You know, that's not, you know, that one item or two items, that shouldn't be the only thing Barney was worried about. But again, Barney hadn't been married. So let's give him a little bit on that. Now, we've talked about this, or we didn't talk about this, but how, how could Andy and Opie have benefited from Andy getting married? Well, obviously, they'd have had a companion for Andy and a mother for Opie to be there. Now, Aunt B did a great job with Opie, obviously, as we watched the show. And she had helped it raised Andy as well, so that was that was good. But there's difference between having a mother and a lady that lives with you. That's your aunt, but this lives with you and takes care of you. And so it would have been helpful. It would have been good, but it didn't happen. So in this case, Andy had been waiting. So what were his expectations? What do you think he was looking for? I think he was looking for that person that was a companion, somebody he could be with and spend time with and enjoy their company and sit around, talk, watch TV, those kind of things. You know, Barney, evidently, his expectations were that she'd be able to cook leg of lamb, Andy's favorite dish. <laughs> you know, she's going to quit work, stay home, you know, be taking care of all that kind of stuff at home. I think Andy had a more reasonable expectation about what really being together as a family would be than Barney. And, and Helen, you know, her her expectations were she's going to keep working. She's going to be there at home for her family, I'm sure is what she would think. But she's going to keep working and continue to teach those kids. Because, you know, a lot of teachers, that's a calling for them. They want to minister to these kids and take care of them. And I think I think that's uh that's honorable. Very honorable. Uh could two possibly could they blend their respective expectations and have a good marriage and a happy family? Yeah. Can we do that when we're not only talking about family here, but your friends, uh friends, uh, other family member, people you work with? Do you have to kinda Take time to blend what you do and what your expectations are with theirs. Sure. And I think the Bible would encourage us to do that. You know, there's uh, there's just so many things as Christians I think we need to be able to do to get along with one another and to, to, be, to be cordial. Of course, one of them, like we've already talked about ten times, is uh, we don't need to be uh, busybodies. Don't need to be gossips. We need to be cordial. We don't need to be contrary. There's so many things we can do to make our lives happier and make those around us happy and to just be a part of a good family, a good community, a good work environment. 
let's see here. Uh, you know, what would it take to do that? Well, you, you have to be willing to compromise to be able to, to come together and talk to one another and decide what it is that you think you ought to be doing. I think I've read through most of our verses here, but as part of that is compromise. When you're talking about things like that, it, our time is not God's time. You know, so we're sometimes we're wanting things to happen quicker or happen faster than we than God plans for it for us. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. That's what it says in Psalms one eighteen eight. So when you've got problems, you've got contrary people around you, you've got uh, problems you're dealing with at home or at work or church, family, whatever it is, you know, take refuge in the Lord. Don't trust in man. He'll take care of us. He's he's the one that's going to make sure things are the way he intended them to be. And if we'll follow that, I think we're going to be in a wonderful, wonderful position in the end. Because he knows a lot better than we do what, what needs to be done. He knows who that right person to marry is. He knows who that right friend for you to have is. He knows for the right person to come and say the right words to you. And he'll let that happen. If we'll just trust and be there with him. You know, going back to the Andy Griffith show, even if they make a nice couple on a date, is there much more to consider for jumping into marriage and family? Yeah, we've talked about a lot of that. Why didn't Barney think of that? Well, he's not ever been married. Barney, on the Andy Griffith show, he's he's normally, as we've done these Bible study classes, I think you've seen, he's normally the the one that we don't really want to follow what he did. <laughs> it's usually Andy that we're trying to be more like because Andy shows a more Christ-like behavior. Now, Barney, I don't think he's ever intentionally done anything evil. He's not doing it on purpose. But he just doesn't think it out. He's not patient. He, he doesn't do that. You know, Barney's expectations of marriage, you know, he's expecting, you know, the white picket fence, the wife at home, no work outside the home, all those kind of things. That's what he thought. So why did he assume everybody else felt the same way? Don't we do that? Don't we do that so often? Rather than really focusing on what's what's best for the other person, we're thinking that whatever our beliefs are, that's what they should have as well. Should we wait to be asked before we rush in to fix a situation for somebody else? Sometimes, sometimes it may not be bad to go in and help people. It depends. Are you being a busybody or are you being helpful? <laughs> you need to pray about that. You know, is it helpful if you go to your, I don't know, your daughter or daughter-in-law's house or son-in-law or son-in-law's house and you're the father of the of one of them and you go over there and, I don't know, start changing the carpet in their house. Well, I don't know. Is that helpful or is that just, what do you mean you're, well, I like the carpet in my house or rearranged your kitchen cabinets because you don't like where the plates are. Somebody just comes over and starts doing that. What is that like? Should we wait to be asked for help before we try to fix the situation? Yeah. But sometimes we see things that obviously are wrong and we should jump in. 
you got to pray about it. You got to make sure you're making the right decisions and get in there and go and do the right thing, not just what you want to do. And I think that's the challenge we always have is what is the right thing? Who is the right woman for you to marry? Why for Andy? Who was the right lady? Who's the right person for you? Are, are you married already? If you are, make the best of it. It's going to be great. So steadily run the race set before us. In James 1 through 4, it says, Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking in anything. So whatever your situation, persevere. Push through it. Do what's right. Figure out what's right. Pray. Holy Spirit will guide you, and we'll get there. So, folks, there's a lot more Bible verses that are related to these topics that we've talked about. I listed a lot of them on the handout right on the front page, but there's a second page of of Bible verses that are all related to these things. Like Psalms 27, 14 says, wait for the Lord. Let your heart be strong and courageous and wait for him. Let him show you what to do. There are all kinds of verses like that on these, on this handout that you can print out and you can study. You can go through and read these verses. I, I printed out the verses for you or I copied them on here for you so that you can make it as easy as possible for you to go back and review and look at these things and read the questions and see what you think the right answers are. I don't pretend to know. I'm just like you. I'm, I'm going down this road as a Christian walk, trying to do the right things, but I don't. Not always. You know, I mess up. We all do. Get back up, persevere, keep going. You know, perseverance must finish its work so that you may mature and uh, may be mature and complete, not liking anything. We have to move forward. We've got to keep moving. You know, there's no there's no magic answer. You know, I'm doing this Bible study podcast, and it's as much for me as for anybody. Because there's so many things we can learn anytime we listen to God and read the words that he has to say and try to apply them to our life. So I really want to encourage you, as you watch this episode next time, the, the a wife for Andy. When it comes on TV or you pop in your DVD or whatever media you're playing it on, think about some of this. Think about the Bible. Think about how a Christian should behave. Should you have done that, Barney? You know, did Andy handle things well? How did everybody do? What should I do in my life? If you don't get anything out of these Bible studies, that's the main thing I pray that you get and that I get is that we take some of these things. Maybe it's only one thing in this whole near hour or so that we listen to this that we get out of this. But I want you to just continue to to go forward and try to get those get those feelings there. Get the get your get yourself in order with just that one thing. Because if you can get yourself in the Holy Spirit's order and join him in what he's doing, wow, how much better will you be? Even if it's only one thing, you'll be there. Hey, I got a final thought for you. Andy says this. He says, I ain't found the woman I want to marry yet. I ain't putting it off. I miss being married. Sometimes I feel downright lonesome. I'm go- I am miss going home to a wife. 
But then, you see, getting married means you found the woman that you want to settle down with. And I ain't found her yet. But when I do, you'll be the first to know. Okay? So you find that person. Maybe it's not getting married. But whatever it is that your goal in life that you're struggling for, keep looking for it. Persevere. Push for it. And pray for it. And let God's timing take control. And you'll get there. Folks, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at floyd at imayberry.com. You can drop by the Mayberry the Mayberry Bible Study Podcast.com. And there's a little icon right there on the right side of the page. It says leave a voicemail. If you click it, you can record it right from your computer. And you can send me a note. And we'll post it. We'll do something with it. But I'd love to hear from you. You can call me at 888-684-8415 and tell me what you think. But I want to thank you for just being a part of this Mayberry Bible study and just showing up tonight or today, whenever you're listening to it, and joining me and just trying to learn a little bit about God's Word through our favorite show, The Andy Griffith Show. So I hope you've had fun, but I also hope the Holy Spirit's touched you in some way. So until next time... Let's listen to Mr. Tucker and Barney and Andy as they sing. Thanks for coming. <laughs>